0: Hello everybody, I'm AJ Cueve. Welcome to another episode of AJ's Rants. A small little spinoff of the Genre Geek cast. This is the show where I dive into detail of the numerous things, mediums that I consume. Movies, comics, music, yada yada. Uh, This is going to be one focused solely on the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie. Uh, I got to it late, as I mentioned in my previous episode. There was a deal on Redbox where I wanted to rent it for about two to uh, two bucks or I could own it for three. So I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to own it. And so I just cut around to watching it and I'm just going to dive straight into it. My God, that movie sucked. <laughs> and that really, really bums me out because I actually really like Godzilla. I thought the 2014 Gareth Evans one was fantastic. I thought it took an idea that has failed in my opinion more often than worked and it pulled it off. It made, Godzilla uh, contemporary and new and I thought the scale of it was fantastic it allowed uh, you to really grasp what it would be like to live in a world with these giant monsters and then this one came out and they showcased it as uh bigger and badder than the I'll say original the 2014 one Godzilla because it featured definitely more monsters in the trailer and so I knew that Gareth Evans wasn't involved. So that was the reason I didn't go out of my way to see it as it was in theaters. <sighs> so here's the thing. My expectations before seeing the movie based on the trailers, based on what I heard was it's going to be dumb and fun. Think of it as I've described in my previous episode as the like Fast and Furious style Of we're not here to take ourselves seriously. We're here to see giant monsters fight each other. And that's what we're going to do. This movie really didn't deliver on that. Yes, they were absolutely fights, but the fights sucked and it kept being interlaced with the garbage human parts, which sounds weird, but let me just kind of, if you haven't seen the movie, which I imagine if you're listening to this, you have seen it, but if you haven't seen the movie, the rundown as quickly as I possibly can is, uh, there's a company called Monarch, which exists within the, that's called the God, the, the Kaiju universe. You got the Godzilla and Kong skull Island. They're uh, a private agency who specialize in these giant monsters. And there's this guy and girl, uh, I'm going to look up their names as I'm talking. I know one of the chicks is from the departed and they, uh, I want to say the conjuring movies, uh, they, I'm skipping some detail that's really irrelevant, they come up with this machine, this uh, this MacGuffin, who, that is able to, kind of like whale sonar, communicate to the monsters. It's really vague, it's the exact definition of a MacGuffin, it's just this magic machine that does plot. And basically they use it to kind of control monsters, make them docile or whatever, literally whatever the plot needs is the textbook definition of a MacGuffin. So there's this agency that there's Monarch. And then there's this other like eco terrorist agency who basically wants to restart the earth, let the monsters run loose and restart the earth. They kidnap the one, the chick and who has the machine and they're trying to release the monsters. They were release, uh, release Ghidorah the giant three-headed uh monster thing kind of like a Hydra release that Godzilla comes they fight uh so during the whole plot of the movie it's basically the monsters are being awoken and causing terror and they're trying to help Godzilla fight Ghidorah to restore balance question mark and this is me trying to sincerely describe what's going on this was a uh How long was this movie? This was over two hours long. And that's basically the plot is Godzilla wants to become king of all the monsters, basically just be the alpha. Ghidorah wants to destroy the earth. Humans are trying to help Godzilla. That I mean, that's really it, which for this kind of movie is fine if It would be like the minimum plot is to make room for the awesome fights, but it's not. It's that easy and frankly dumb of a plot being dragged on for probably a good hour and a half of that two hour and like 15 minute movie. It's fine if it wants to be a dumb action movie. That's what I wanted. I wanted to see some cool like Pacific Rim style fighting between these giant monsters and they would pepper in those fights but during the fight it kept cutting away to and here's what the government's doing and it's never interesting or fun uh my big gripes with this uh because they did try to take a lot of the the screen time with plot my big problem with the plot is it sucks it's cliche uh kyle chandler who plays uh the guy the one i spoke to he's Every cliche you've ever seen for this kind of a movie. The the example I'll use is the Bruce Willis from Armageddon, the guy that the team brings in who uh doesn't play by the rules and basically think of any scene where there's like a like a council sitting at a table with a slideshow and the person is trying to do the job and explain and the guy who's like I think you're wrong. That guy, he's that guy. He knows better. He is going to freaking order generals and colonels and crap around because he has no rank, but he's going to tell them what to do. And just the most ridiculous cliche thing you've ever seen. Seriously, if you've never seen any kind of movie that has this dude, I'm doing you a favor. Just picture the guy who's going to try to throw a monkey wrench in a well thought out plan. So that's the dude, and then you have his wife played by uh, Vera Farmiga. I know her from The Departed. She was in uh Annabelle comes. Home. She's in the conjuring series opposite uh Patrick Wilson. I'm off the top. Am I trying to remember Patrick Wilson? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. So the idea is that uh she is using her machine to wake up the monsters because she believes the best way to save the earth is to let the monsters basically reboot it. They're going to cause, they're going to, they're going to basically like destroy the earth and then let it kind of regrow and repurpose itself, which makes for the bad guy And that I'll give them credit. It was a kind of cool twist because you have your generic bad guy who, uh, this poor dude, uh, Charles dance. If you're unfamiliar with him, he's the bad guy. And everything he's he's a uh, he's the king lannister from game of thrones he played uh the bad guy from the dracula uh untold movie he is unable to play a good guy i remember him from alien 3 and he was actually fairly indifferent in that movie but he is the eco-terrorist who wants to raise the earth so he he picks up uh I'll call, I'll keep calling her chick. It's, uh, I feel messed up. Her name is, uh, these names, the characters' names are completely forgettable. Uh, Dr. Emma Russell, who is uh, Vera Formiga, he recruits her. And so it's like, oh, he's the bad guy. He's going to make her do all the evil things. No, it turns out she's actually on board, which was kind of interesting. But then at the end of the movie, they try to run it back. And so she like changes her mind, which at that point, no. (laughs) Like as the viewer, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to just forgive you for destroying the world basically because it happens cities are just flooded and burnt millions of people are dying and because she has a change of heart suddenly we're all supposed to kind of forgive her no i absolutely refuse to she's the bad guy who's caused nothing but problems so that sucked uh the chick who played 11 from stranger things uh millie bobby brown she's in this and she's great frankly i wish I wish she was the human part of this movie. Like, get rid of all the government people, get rid of the whole drama between the husband and the wife, just have her moving the MacGuffin around. If you're going to want to have the MacGuffin, sure, whatever. You have to move the plot and move the fights, you know, (laughs) justify the fights. But have her on screen because anytime she was on screen, it was the best non-Godzilla part. And they wouldn't do that. They kept, like, I felt like about, a third of the way through the movie, they kind of forgot about her. And then they brought her back near the end Then, like, Oh yeah, uh, here she is, by the way, I don't know why they were obsessed with Kyle Chandler. He just, he's the most boring, non-charismatic flat character in this movie. I haven't seen him play lead in a ton of movies. And I mean, this movie should be a testament to why he's just very boring and flat he didn't bring anything extra on screen and granted the writing really doesn't help but he brought nothing to the character he is every single alpha guy in a movie and it sucked and their justification of why he's able to understand godzilla's thinking mentality or how the monsters are thinking is because he like photographs wildlife is really loose and here's the thing, I don't mind that if they kind of threw that to the side. But this is the focus of the movie. So, with all that crap said, uh, the action stuff was okay. There were, I think, three or four moments in the movie that got me really hype. I mean, it really wasn't much. And this is definitely where the different director uh, direction comes out because gareth evans something i will always say anytime i say gareth evans expect the word scale to come up because this dude knows scale he knows how to convey how big this monster is how big this threat is how vulnerable and just completely at the mercy of these monsters you are he conveys that perfectly on screen this movie lacked that And you have these giant monsters fighting. And you have these military personnel who are just outgunned. And I didn't feel the same drama in scale as the previous movie. I know a lot of people complained uh, from the first Godzilla that Godzilla wasn't in it enough. But his time on screen, I felt, was more valuable in the first Godzilla than the tons of screen time he had on this one. Because... Basically, Godzilla's role in this whole movie is he's knocked out, and the humans have to quote bide him time to heal, which happens basically the entire time. It's really like repetitive and boring, and it's like okay, if you're gonna have him, if if it's gonna be a slugfest, be a slugfest. That's something I got to give Fast and Furious credit for is they know. what kind of movie they are. They're not gunning for Oscars. They want fun popcorn, adrenaline-packed movie. And so they move they move away from all the the serious stuff, the plot, unquote. Godzilla King of Monsters didn't do that. It still tried to make plot, which didn't work. The comedy was awful. God bless some of the actors for trying. Uh Ken Wananabe. he's the uh he's from the original he's from the first Godzilla He does his best, but man, is he, do they not know how to write him beyond like super tight close up on his face, followed by like one sentence of wisdom that could basically make it in a trailer. The whole like, let them fight. Imagine that attitude, but with everything he says, everything he says is like this pearl of wisdom and that's how they basically transition scenes with him. And it's like, oh my goodness, do you guys not know how to write? For this time for this type of movie he bless his heart for trying uh bradley whitford uh <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff right now he was in get out he was in <laughs> the way i'll always remember him is from billy madison he and uh oh man what is the the guy's name thomas uh middleditch he's from super uh i'm sorry he's from uh, silicon valley and They try their best to be the comic relief in this movie. I'm sure they did anything that they could to try to fix the writing, and it unfortunately didn't work as much as I want to give them credit for. Bless their hearts for trying, but man, and they were basically they're the guys because like you have to get some kind of comedic relief when they're like, yep. And this whole city's destroyed from men, women, and children. Their lives are gone. And their job is to like, kind of crack a joke to sort of lighten the tension as they're trying to transition away from that scene. And it didn't really work. Ice Cube's son is in this movie too. I, I'm, so, I feel bad for not knowing dude's name. He's doing, he's putting his work in. Oh, Shay Jackson, Jr. Bless him for trying, uh, Something that I uh, something I laughed at is every short of the uh, the scientist chicks. All there's two uh, black women in this movie who I don't know. It's the cliche from the writer who doesn't know how to write different types of characters because every black woman in this movie is basically think Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad. They are the no nonsense stern. ba That type of like tone when they speak very short, very stern, very critical. Like I got no time for your nonsense. And if you want to have one character like that, fine, but there's two and they're both exactly the same one chick. I, uh, immediately recognized from always sunny in Philadelphia. She was the, uh, the clerk when the gang tries to get welfare, (laughs) she's in this and, uh, she's great in it. Kind of like for what she bless her for doing what she can, but, she's doing what the script says and the script is bad cch Pounder's also in it she played a senator in a scene and she's uh i, I know her from uh from the shield eh. it's so disappointing when you have this idea that you know We're going to have fun. People complain that there wasn't enough Godzilla and kaiju fights in the first Godzilla. So we're going to change that. And I feel like they checked off the list as they were making the movie and the movie was maybe 30 minutes long. And they're like, well, we got to stretch this bad boy out. So I'll give you an example big fight scene you got Ghidorah versus Godzilla and they're in the city this time because they fought before in like Antarctica and that really that lasted a second but okay sure you're teasing the the big fight and every time they got a little bit of cool action going the camera would cut and there's Kyle Chandler's face and, you know, here's this chick who's like, oh, I'm going to redeem myself. And like, OK. And then you hear like a big pop roar and you'll see a second of Godzilla grabbing Ghidorah. You're like, yeah. And then it cuts away again. It's like every time you got comfortable with what was happening on screen, they would cut away to something else. This movie really took a lot of effort for me to finish. I honestly wasn't going to finish it. I was sitting there watching it and maybe 45 minutes in, I got up, I paused it, went and made a cup of coffee and I kept resisting the urge to get on my phone during this movie because man the dialogue just sucks and the story is so cliche and they don't pepper in enough cool action scenes to justify it i'll give you an example if you're not familiar think of any like actual martial arts movies not like a, an american style that a movie that does martial arts think of like the protector or uh, to go with Tony John, with Anbach, or any of those old Jet Li movies, or uh, Bruce Lee movies, think of basically how minimal the plot was to justify okay, and now he gets to kick another guy in the face. It's fine, it's forgivable, because the action's why you're there. Uh, John Wick, think of the first John Wick. There's very, very little story, but it's the thing that kind of nudges why John Wick's shooting another guy in the face. This, imagine John Wick, but they kept not, sh- they, they, they refused to show the gun scenes and they kept showing more of the dialogue, uh, from the characters talking about the, the, the gunfight stuff. That's the attitude that Tona got from Godzilla King of the Monsters was they kept going like, oh man, they, this giant Megaton warhead thing and Godzilla and is this going to fight this giant monster who's in myth and legend. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right. All right. Well, it's been an hour now. So go ahead and show me now, please. It's so Bad And it, I'm trying to find the good stuff in it. There was a cool scene where Mothra shows up and helps basically spiderweb web Ghidorah's head to a building. And that's really neat. So it's like, okay, the, you got like a tag team from Godzilla and Ghidorah. We very rarely get to see, uh, you know, the lone samurai type with a sidekick helping out like that. And it's cool definitely to see that not every monster besides Godzilla is a bad guy. It's, it's helping expand this new Godzilla universe. And like the cameras facing Ghidorah and this big building and then in the reflection of the building in the windows, you see Godzilla approaching it. it that was cool. More shots like that or more cool just like WWE, just ridiculous powerbomb type fighting between the kaijus is really all fans wanted. I wanted at least and I didn't get it. And I... Also, I've never... F- you know, I take that back. I absolutely take that back. I was going to say, I've never felt a movie be more of a tr- of a segue to another movie. And uh, what I mean by that is they don't pepper, they straight up pour Easter eggs about King Kong in this movie. Because everyone knows they do- they're doing the Godzilla versus King Kong movie. And this movie... I feel like only exists to transition into that. Think of this, and this is why I said, I take it back as the Batman V Superman of the Godzilla franchise. This movie doesn't need to exist. Just have Godzilla fight King Kong or make it more like Marvel. Take another, instead of being Godzilla King uh, Kong, Skull Island. And then you have this uh, King of the Monsters. Do one more movie, pepper in maybe once or twice King Kong in this movie, and then do one more movie that sets up Kong. Instead, they're like, and we're going to have because we, we have to. It's we in, we live in the world of universes now. We have to have the collaboration universe and it just stinks of it. And it's no longer cool or an Easter egg when you keep show you not only show King Kong photos of him and stuff, but you see his name pop up a bunch and they say skull island between showing it and saying it at least four or five times that's not cool anymore and it's also not so like subtle enough to be like yeah we've always lived in this world because he didn't mention it in the first king kong that's what like the same type of problem that batman v superman had with like just all of a sudden like yeah metropolis and uh gotham you can't yeah We live right right next to each other. What do you mean? Like, this is very normal. No, you didn't mention Gotham in Batman or in Man of Steel. You can't just make it seem like we've always had a Batman in this world. No, you can't do that. You can't pretend based on the first Godzilla that there's always been this monarch. There's always been a Skull Island and their justification is that like, oh, it was always a secret, but we've been on the side with the government on the first Godzilla and they didn't really mention it. They peppered it in at the end, but you can't just pretend like this is normal in this movie. Maybe take this movie to slowly unravel that monarch's existence, connect it, like take more time to connect it to skull Island. And what's funny is I actually didn't mind skull Island. I thought that was the right amount of dumb fun. Also, it helps that the writing was pretty decent and the actors were fantastic This really lacked charisma, I'll say. Anytime Godzilla wasn't directly punching Ghidorah in the face, I was bored and the movie was drawn out. I'm trying to think out of 10, as I was watching it, I was really considering giving it like a 2 or 3. And I think I'm going to stick with a 3 out of 10. Because I didn't enjoy it, but there were a couple of moments where I was like, okay, and then quickly let down for another, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes, just followed by boring and boring and boring. I really hope they get Gareth Evans back or a different director because I looked up who the director is because he, I saw his name popping up a lot. He wrote it and directed it. uh, Michael uh, Dodderty. uh, I mentioned this in my previous episode. He did Krampus, which was dumb, but okay, it was fun. Trick or Treat, which was okay. Batman v Superman's, which is trash. X-Men 2, x Men's United, which is great. I, I mentioned before, It's to me, it's, it's neck and neck with first class for my favorite X-Men movie. This was a fail on his end. I feel like uh, his strengths don't lie in what made this movie work or what could have made this movie work, which would be the kaiju fights and the, basically the, the humans think of the, you want good characters who are able to motivate why this ridiculous stuff is happening. And you know, what's funny. I just thought of it now. I didn't, I didn't stop for a second. My brain didn't like get pulled out for a second. Seeing Godzilla, Shoot laser beams out of his mouth, or seeing Ghidorah shoot electricity, or Mothra, anything Mothra did. I, I didn't get pulled out for a second, but the second characters started talking, I'm like, well, that's unrealistic. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was bad. Like, characters flip flopping, and because here's the bit. Uh, the husband and wife lost their son during the uh, first Godzilla movie. They, the beginning of the movie kind of starts there. And so all the disaster that Godzilla, I mean, that happened during the fallout during Godzilla's fight, their son, a young boy died during that. Okay. Sucks. Realistic. You can do a lot with that story wise. And so for the first, and I say the first couple minutes, Kyle Chandler's whole bit is I hate Godzilla. I want all the kaiju to he literally like used the phrases like kill them all is the only way to solve this problem and he's literally in the same breath is like put your guns down. And like trying to like show Godzilla that they're not a threat. Like he uses the phrase, I want this thing dead more than anybody, but put your guns down. Like it's so like my neck almost snapped how fast they flipped that around. And it it's not justified. Like, I guess if they wanted to kind of be like, he gets animals, like, eh, don't buy it. I really don't buy it. So imagine every couple minutes of that type of like, wait, really kind of attitude peppered in with mediocre action scenes. Uh, I'll guess I'll give them credit. The CGI for a lot of the fights were cool there were elements that the CGI looked really bad. I feel like they were like really putting all their effort, which I mean, it makes sense. I would do to it. Like they were putting all their efforts into the, uh, the fights and, but little things where it's like, a, uh, Millie Bobby Brown running through like rubble. You, it, the lighting doesn't match and it kind of looks like she's running on green screen, which I mean clearly she is, but it looked like she was running on green screen. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's, I I'm actually disappointed. I bought it for three bucks. I think that's too much. I'm willing to predict it'll be on Redbox sooner than, or I'm sorry, uh, Netflix sooner than later. I wish I would have just rented it for $2 and not have it anymore, but now I have it and I'm cheap and I can't just throw it away or give, you know what? I may give it away. (laughs) If anybody in my life wants to see this movie, I will lend it to you and please don't give it back, (laughs) man. It was, it it was bad. I mean, just think the first Godzilla has Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Walter White. I'm Brian Cranston, that type of acting and star power versus this one. And you're like, Oh, I was was disappointed. (laughs) I feel like the movie didn't learn from what worked with Pacific Rim. And I feel like anything you want from this movie, if you want cool kaiju fights, Pacific Rim is there to replace that and be a better version of that. If you want, well, what would the what would humanity look like if giant monsters were taken over the earth? And, you know, what would it be like to be in that seat? Watch the first Godzilla. Like, there's no, there's no elements of this movie that is the best in its field. And that's what really disappoints me. So that was my very bummed out thoughts on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, Something I posted on my Instagram that I think I'm starting to see it pop up now in other places, too is uh, the only neat bit that kind of had me going, eh, was in the credits, all the monsters, Godzilla, Ghidorah, Mothra, uh, whoever the other ones are, they are credited as themselves. So it literally says like, Godzilla, himself, you know, Ghidorah, himself. It's That's neat, but that's it. That's the only cool part, I'll say. So that was my very bummed out, Review of Godzilla King of the Monsters if there's another movie you want me to take a look at let me know send me an email genregeekscast at gmail.com let me know if there's any topics you want me and the rest of the guys to discuss during the main cast and until next time bye